One year, I kind of got an idea, you know, I want to try trap. I like to trap, I like to make lure, and I like to write. Where can it go from here? I would be able to spend more time in the woods. I was losing money hand over fish trapping, but I didn't care. Getting the traps out there is the hardest part, I think, with them. I would leave the critters in the back of my truck in the high school parking lot. We're going to set traps, like, no matter what. Some of these guys have trapped these areas for generations. We got through the furball. This is Northern Michigan. This is what you do. Representing trappers in a positive light. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Do you know everything? This will be fun. Trying to learn something from these legends. Ask questions without asking questions. Volumes of Purpose and Game magazine. There's structure from Perigo Gorman. Perg Lennon's articles, the Perg Lennon's ads. Information, trapping radios. We are trappers on ourselves. To me, that's pretty important. All right, everybody listening to me? Develop a system yet because work it ahead of time to build big trapping. If you got very much the same as the you got bogged down. They started talking about these big fans. Most of my tunes are coming from up top, not down top. Probably the best part of the country in the world. I don't know, get them better. Trying to set predator traps and trash waders. The back of that beaver looks like it gets sheared. You better edit this part out. Yeah, we better. Back in the fur shed. This is Trapping Today. I'm Jeremiah Wood. Great to have you here. Thank you for tuning in. We are brought to you by Cots Brothers Lures. K-A-A-T-Z. BROS.com, trap smarter, work harder, enjoy the success that follows. Cotsbros have traps, snares, baits, lures, books, DVDs, everything you need to get started on the trap line. So check them out at Cotsbros.com. We're also brought to you by OnX Maps. Turn your phone into a fully functioning GPS. Mark waypoints, track your movements. Look at the latest aerial imagery and land order information. Onxmaps.com use the promo code TRAP TRAP for 20% off your first purchase. It's a beautiful summer evening here uh, in Trapping Today Podcast headquarters. Just got home. Uh, our very own Cole Porter just got married. So believe it or not, um, Mrs. Cole Porter has just joined the ranks of the uh, Trappers' wives and wedding took place at a beautiful setting on top of a ridge overlooking Mount Katahdin. Just an incredible, beautiful view, northern Maine. It was awesome. So congratulations, Cole. Hope you can uh, get back out on the trap line. I know you got a lot going on here in the next couple of months, but trapping season's just around the corner. But um, great to see. Great, great stuff going on over there. Now, over here, I'm hearing from a lot of you guys who have just come back, started listening to the show after a few months off for the summer, and guys are starting to think about trapping again and getting back into it and catching up on all the past episodes. Great to have you guys back here. I hope you enjoy listening to the Alaska shows and hearing about my trip there and all the stuff going on over there. Um, boy, that was that was quite an incredible trip, but... Lots to come here on the podcast tonight. We're going to hear from Rich Mellon from Trapping Inc. TV. And this is going to be the second part of our interview with Rich. We'll probably have a, a couple more segments uh, in future episodes as well. And this is, this is really good stuff. I enjoyed talking with him and there's a lot of great information here. And I also, this week, I interviewed Jared Larson from Onyx Maps. So several of you have talked about uh, an interest in learning a little bit more about Onyx and how to use 
the app and how to get started with it and all the details around that. So I really think you're going to like this. I think I'll put it in next week's episode. He has just an incredible amount of information on the company and the app and how to use it and all the different things. There's a, a bunch of stuff that I actually did not even realize that you could use or take advantage of with Onyx. So there's there's a lot of stuff that, you know, me having used the app for over a year now, I still haven't uh, used used it to its full potential. There's a lot of different things that you can do with it. And he also explained that there's actually a lot of stuff that you can get for free with the app that, uh, you know, without a subscription, without even paying, if you're, you know, if you're really challenged as far as finding the 30 bucks a year to subscribe to the, the full service, you can actually download the app and you can use a bunch of the aerial imagery and other stuff. And then when you're ready to upgrade and you want to be able to use all the features that are available, you can just at any time just, uh, provide your information and upgrade and and you've got it so that's going to be a good one too so in tonight's episode we're going to talk about rich's experience with his first outdoor show outdoor quest tv he talks about the tv industry and putting on shows and how all that works how he started with trapping inc tv and the effort involved behind getting that thing going he talks a little bit about the public reaction that he's had to trapping and the, the PR opportunities that he's had since the show's been on air. And he's had, you know, a lot of people have been, have seen the show that really had no background in trapping and really didn't understand it. Talks a little bit about anti-trappers and advertisers promoting, um, promoting different products and stuff and, and how all that has worked with him. And then he gets into some details on his trap line and the things that he's learned. And it, it just goes to show that it doesn't matter how long you've been trapping, you can always learn new things on the trap line. That's why a lot of us enjoy this so much because we're constantly learning new things about the critters, the fur bears that we pursue. And there's always an opportunity, if you're paying attention, to learn something new. So check them out. Also, if you haven't got a copy of my book, Walter Arnold, Main Trapper, Stories from One of the Last Mountain Men, get that. Get on Amazon.com and purchase a copy. It's a really, you know, it's like 20 bucks shipped for the most, for most people. I, I'm not sure if you're not on Amazon Prime, I'm not sure what the cost is for shipping, but it's pretty reasonable. And if you want to buy it directly from me, uh, you can do that. Just email me at jrodwood at gmail.com and I will give you some more information and details on where to send the check. But get that book and if you haven't and you've purchased it on Amazon, please go ahead and leave me a review because that is a great chance to uh, promote the book and help other people uh, discover it and um, hopefully kind of spread the word among people who may not be exposed to a lot of trapping uh, and things in the trapping world. Um, get them uh, the opportunity to learn more about the history of wilderness trapping. All right, we'll get into the interview with Rich. And don't forget to stay tuned to the end of the episode for the Cots Bros Deal of the Week. I think you're going to enjoy this one. Let's get into it. 
You have done a lot through the show um, in in promoting trapping and and uh, and trying to kind of uh, educate people more on trapping. It, we we went from the rich that started out trapping as a kid, and and now you've got this this big show that's popular throughout Canada and uh, and also quite popular here in the U.S. Uh, you must have had a, a time period in between where you. Uh, you figured out how to do all this filming stuff and and going around to different places. Uh, what, what'd you do? What, you, you were in the hunting industry. Yeah, in in '99 we started the show called Outdoor Quest TV, and uh, I had a partner in it, and, the, and my partner had had a, a past history. He'd been producing a fishing show for a um, cable news network out of uh, Saskatoon in Saskatchewan or Regina. We might have been Regina. Anyway. Um, he had some history on how to make TV, so we got into it. And first, uh, I'm going to say the first four or five years were half fishing and half hunting. So every every show had a, a fishing component and a hunting component. A certain amount of product you can sell. You have 12 commercials, right? Mm-hmm. And it's simple. If you're getting $20,000 a commercial, uh, that's $240,000, and then you got to take your expenses out, and you got to you, you know split it two ways. So it's not a lot of money, right? Uh, I tell people that all the time, and, and I, I'm, I'm sure they walk away and they say, well, he just threw that out so quickly. I don't believe it. It's not true. <laughs> no, it, it is true. <laughs> it's, it's the God-honest truth. I mean, and I can tell you what, uh, if, if you're averaging $20,000 a, a commercial in Canada, you, you are at the top of the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we don't average that. You know that, that that that's as good that's as good as you get. If anything was super lucrative, it's any business you look at from the outside. It looks really lucrative, but everybody would be doing it if it was if the money came that easy. Well, exactly. But there's so it. I think part of it is people look for something that they enjoy doing and then making a, a living out of it. And, and uh, you know, the the TV makes trapping a lot a lot harder. You know, it's a lot more work. You know, uh, there's there's the whole reality of, of living and traveling and trapping in our winters, which can kill you. Like, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be over dramatic. I'm not trying to be light below zero or anything else. But you can die if you're stupid. Mm-hmm. You can die if you're just moderately dumb. You know, <laughs> and sometimes even when you're smart, you know, things can go wrong. The worst situation yeah. I ever got in. What's that? Bad luck. Yeah. Can kill you. The worst situation I ever. I ever got into I was trying to get uh, drive my snowmobile up onto a road and this was back a few years ago and I you, you got to go up slow but you got to go up fast enough so you don't get stuck before you hit the plow ridge like we have you know 10 feet of snow and where the the plow ridge is the plow ridge is hard but the, the snow in the ditch is soft so I'm going across this uh, and I'm kind of come up at an angle so I can look both ways so that I don't jump out in front of an oil field truck right mm-hmm. you know it, there's not that many vehicles, but I mean, it, it does happen. Well, just as I'm, uh, as I'm looking over my shoulder back, back in the one direction, the machine breaks through on the, on the, the, the ditch side or the downhill side and it rolls over on me. Well, now I have a 680 pound machine on top of me and I'm in six feet of snow and I'm laughing because it's kind of funny. I mean, I didn't get hurt or anything, but then I can't get it off of me. Yeah. I can't get it off of me. You know, like it's like, Oh crap. You know? So it took quite a bit of time to, to get out of there, and that's how easy I could have died at, at you know doing two miles an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and so 
trapping adds, uh, I mean, the, the, the film, the TV and that adds to all that work. It, it, it adds a lot, you know, and you need an enormous amount of, uh, of footage and all. But when we were maxed out and we were looking for another show then, so we thought we, we maybe had capacity to, to uh, bring up another show and have, you know, 12 more commercials to sell. So you were going to have Outdoor and Quest part- and the Trapping Show. Yes, yeah, we, but we hadn't decided at that point. My partner wanted to, to do a fishing show. Well, the fishing world is probably the worst uh, media to get into because there are so many people doing fishing shows. I mean, it's easy. You don't you need very little for in the way of gear or anything else. And, and uh, you know, there's always interesting fishing everywhere. I mean, don't matter where you are, you've got fabulous fishing in Maine that you could do yep. a dozen shows on, right? Yep. And... So what happens though is that there's also no sponsorship in it. You know, just about there are are like two, three major uh, motor manufacturers and probably uh, you know less than half a dozen major boat manufacturers. You'd be amazed at how many different brands are made by the same manufacturer. Okay. So there's really no sponsorship there. You know, um, just about all the all of the the lures and and uh, line and. Rods and reels and all that are either owned by Normark or Berkeley, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff. So I know, you know, I was a professional fisherman on the PWT for, for six years and I was the most successful Canadian ever. And I was on a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, uh, half a dozen um, U- U.S. Uh, pro staff teams and, and stuff like that, right? Back in the day when you got paid money for doing that stuff, you weren't just a, a brand ambassador. <laughs> yeah. So I understood how, how, how the game worked, and I, I didn't really want to get into fishing because I didn't think that there was that there was a, a business plan there that worked, a business model that you know we were going to be able to to, to uh, make money at or even break even. And we were getting all this feedback about you know when, when was Trapper Lord Show going to be on and all that kind of stuff. So at that same time, uh, Swamp People was really big. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? They're out there. They're gut hooking gators, and then they're shooting <laughs> them in the head. They make us look, and people yeah, loved it. Right? <laughs> I know, but they made us look mainstream. <laughs> yeah. And well, you, no, l- l- listen, because I mean, when you show the reality of trapping today, the reality of trapping in my world, um, it's conservation minded. It's humane. It's it, it's none of the things that trapping was, you know. Uh, so that was what really promoted me to start. It was the, the the thought that, you know, I could lose money in a fishing show, I could lose money with a trapping show, uh, but at least with the trapping show, I can spread some truth. And, and I probably, had I not been so passionate about the trapping, I'd probably, you know, if I just treated it as a business, I'd I'd, I'd be more successful financially, but. You know, I wanted the truth to get out there and to show what was really, really going on. As trappers, we ran and hid for so long. We allowed pure falsehoods and lies to be uh, pushed out on the on the the population. Every time, I mean, it's just it, it, you can see the reaction of somebody's face. You know, you say they say, well, "What what's your TV show about?" And I say, "Trapping," and you can see immediately they think, "Oh my God, he's one of those people that skins animals alive." Yeah, you know. So that was the biggest falsehood ever fabricated in, in the history of man, other than, you know, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And, you know, it, it was the biggest, the biggest falsehood ever. But if you're in the closet, then no one can, you can't deny it, right? Exactly. Our, our, our response was to hide deeper. 
you know, to, to, to stack the sweatshirts in front of us and, and that kind of stuff. And the truth of it is, and you know, as a trapper, the animals are dead when you get there or you kill them right away because that's, you know, that, 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 is, that is the only humane thing to do. How you could begin to skin a fox, a fish, or a wolverine, or a wolf alive, I have no idea. <laughs> Why would I do it? It would not be They're a very wise decision. No, oh my God. No, just from personal safety. <laughs> like, let's not be retarded. Those, those little animals are, are vicious. I mean, yeah. that's, that's their only response. Teeth and claws is, is their response to, to, to life, right? So they're not going to grow another hide. So, you know, they're going to be dead one way or the other. And, and it only takes a few seconds to kill them. And the overwhelming factor is the reason that I caught that animal was for the fur. And the only value in that fur is how good I can put it up. I can't make it something that nature didn't already make it, but I can sure make it worth, worth a lot less. So... We allowed all of this BS to go on, that animals were being skinned alive. Like, I mean, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, and that was one of the major things that, that just one day I, I just had enough, you know? And, and I thought, you know, I, I have a lot of old, old, old friends. And a lot of them are now, have now passed on since, since I started the TV show or, or they can no longer trap and all that kind of stuff. And they're the kind heartedest most gentle person that you, people you, you've ever seen. Their understanding of animals and, and the wild is epic. And, you know, but they're very cut and dried. You know, it was like when you raise pigs for, for food, you, you know, you might name them or whatever, but you still eat RV and come, come Christmas time or whatever. They, they were very realistic people. They were very grounded people. And, it, it kind of hurt me to see this stuff going on, like, you know, the way they were being attacked and the, and the lies that were being used. You know, here in the north, we have always had trapping uh, seasons, right? Yeah. Like, uh, Cuddy starts 1st of October, ends, ends the, the uh, end of uh, February. Um, further north, it, it ends the end of March. But, uh, and the reason being is because that, that allowed that, that time for them to have their pups and, and for the pups to raise them. And yet, what do you see? You see PETA with, with a, uh, a supposed coyote caught in a trap saying, there she is just trying to get back to her den full of puppies because they're, they're starving <laughs> to death without her. Yeah. It's, it's an out, outright lie. Yeah. You know? And, and that, was, that was the part that, if my wife were here, I, I would say I kind of maybe sort of was looking for a fight and she'd roll her eyes loud enough for you to hear. Yeah, we, we, we should uh, acknowledge your wife, too, because she's a big part of the show and the podcast and, and everything that you do. I don't want to leave she her out of this. She absolutely is. She's, she's my humor. I'm, I'm a lot funnier <laughs> when she's around. <laughs> yeah, so for folks that, that haven't listened to the Scuttlebutt podcast, uh, check that out. There's a lot of episodes with Rich and Sandy just, uh, just kind of sitting down chatting, just talking trapping, talking about the... the the lifestyle on the trap line. It's kind of neat. Yeah. It, we prefer to call it a life, not a lifestyle, but uh, she hasn't been on the last little while. And it's mostly because she decided that, you know, she's, I'm not going to say how old she is, but I'm 61. So <laughs> <laughs> she decided to change careers. She had been a, okay. a VP in, in, in the major bank in Canada. And uh, our five major banks are, are national. Uh, they're all, all right across Canada, but she'd been a VP in that and, she was uh, managing like $1.4 billion. 
if you can imagine that in up in northern Alberta. But she had most of northern Alberta and some of northern BC and all that. And then she decided she'd had enough, like, because it was basically all the people she had under her was a continual struggle to be, you know, finding people and hiring people. And all that. So she quit that and she's now uh, become a wealth manager. And so she's done about four years worth of university in the last 11 months. Wow. So she hasn't been a, a, a happy, sunny person to talk to. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm getting her out to the trap line this weekend. <laughs> but yes, she she was my first successful conversion. And I know in today's world where conversion therapy is a bad word and all that, this is a different kind of conversion. <laughs> conversion to a trapper. Yeah, well, she never hunted, fished, or did anything. Oh, no kidding. We met. No, and we've, uh, we'll be celebrating our 41st anniversary here uh, in, a, in a couple months. Hmm. And it was just, you know, but she was open to it. And we, I didn't push anything at her, but if she, you know, she quickly realized that if she was going to be really involved in my life, uh, that she was going to, to come along. And, and, and it just worked for her. You know, we started out, I told the story the other day about how her very first Christmas present together, I gave her this really sweet 270 Winchester with a scope on it and all that. <laughs> I, I wanted a really sweet 270, you know? Yeah. <laughs> She turned it about and we became an excellent shot and now we've hunted the world. We've yeah. hunted the world uh, together and, and uh, yeah, she's a big, big part of my life. The, the interesting thing, whether it's hunting or fishing or trapping, is that if dad does it, maybe the kids do, but if mom does it, the whole family does. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes mom, sense. I got, I got to tell you guys, we're really unimportant in the in the history of man, but <laughs> <laughs> the ladies are the important ones. <laughs> so, so you yeah. took a, you you took a big leap in starting the show. Yes, yes, and our biggest success was uh, Argo had been a long time sponsor of the hunting show. And which is naturally their demographic. And uh, I convinced them to come with me, and it has worked astronomically. Uh, we are, are their top uh, promoter. We are the, the, like, they can point to so many sales and, and references and, and that kind of stuff. And we have some Argo stuff uh, reviews and that that I've done on YouTube, and that they're, they're all time record stuff. And, yeah. But it's just, it, it, the whole thing of it is, is you know, people say, what a great gig you've gotten. And I say to them, you don't understand. I'm just living my life. I'm not pretending. I'm not doing anything special. I'm just living my life. So, yeah, it is a damn good gig, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and things like, like the Argo, the stuff that works, we can, we can promote all day long. I've had a lot of offers from stuff that was marginal. Um, whether it was in quality or in usefulness, you know, and I just can't do that because I don't have time. Yeah. I don't have time to, uh, to promote something or, or to even get, you know, video with or whatever. Uh, I had a clothing company and, you know, they make, you know, what they call a rugged wear clothing and that is for Southern U.S. And I said, you don't understand. This happens every day, all day long. Like I, I leave, you know, by the time we, I get the, the big line open with, you know, for links and, and otter and all that kind of stuff. Well, now I'll do a hundred miles in a day on a snowmobile. 
And you need clothing that, that, that keeps you warm and dry. And, and dry is really important because as soon as you get wet, whether it's through sweating or if it's snowing and, and you know, you, you get wet from the seat or whatever, uh, you're in trouble, you know? Mm-hmm. You're, you're in trouble. So, you know, they, they, it was a lucrative deal that they offered, but they said, well, you could just, you know, wear it around the cabin or you could, <laughs> you, could you know, pretend to be taking stuff out. And I said, you know what? I said, you're interested in me and my company because we don't pretend because we put real in reality tv we don't catch 400 dollars beaver or anything else you know we we, we tell the truth and I, I said now because i have credibility and you know relatability with with the the, the folks that, that watch us I, and you want me then to you know besmirch that by, by pretending i i don't do that no it's not you good know? for you and, and it's I, not good for them and it's kind of a slippery slope. Like, I mean, I, I like to get up every morning and, and uh, you know, look at myself when I shave. You know, it's, I just, that kind of stuff bothers me because I see that, you know, years of in TV, I've seen just about every atrocity and, and fake set up. And, you know, like, there is so much that is, is reenacted on, on hunting shows and that kind of stuff. And that's the beauty about, uh, about trapping. It's real. You're right there all the time, right over the shoulder. You know, like, I mean, there's there's no reenacting. If we don't get it right, we don't get it right, you know. Uh, there, you know, it is a, a hectic pace that you keep up. We're on the trap line every four days, every four days. And it's a, it's about three hours from, from our house to our the door of our cabin. And uh, so we're there every four days. It takes me three, di- three days to run my line, more if I have to, have to re- refresh wolf baits and that kind of stuff. Because then you got to go get the bait and, and all that kind of stuff, and, and that basically that's traveling around and, and finding roadkill and, and getting approved by the government to pick it up and take it. And the, there's a lot of work involved. There's yeah. a lot of work involved in, in trapping, and and probably I wouldn't be quite so universal. Like I wouldn't tackle every fur bearer that I've got because some of them just physically aren't worth tackling. Right, right. But for the show, it's it's nice to be able to show people those different species. Exactly, exactly. To show the different species and and you you learn neat stuff. Like, I mean, I'm learning stuff all the time. We have an episode that's running this year, and uh, it it started in Canada on the the, uh, 1st of April, and we will be on pursuit this year. Uh, We'll be Q3, or pardon me, Q4 of 2020 and Q1 of 2021 on Pursuit Channel, so watch for us, We're all, we'll be on three times a week. But one of the shows is, is on Beaver, and, and uh, I get to show a, a house that I actually trapped uh, two seasons before, and then something happened. Usually with, with Beaver, what happens is they run out of uh, accessible food. And they leave. So that, yeah. that's the reason why they, they build a dam is to flood water so they can swim up to the food, and after a while they run out of food they can swim up to. And so then they'll abandon it. And everybody thinks that they died or whatever. No, they've just moved down Down Creek or wherever is, is all they've done. A lot of a lot of when they're in the pothole lakes and that, there'll be two or three beaver houses on the lake, but only one of them will be active. Yes. And yeah. that'll be the one where they can get food closest to. And then after being there for a year or two, they'll move over to one of the other ones, you know, because the willows grow pretty fast. And willows is one of their big foods around here. And so anyway... There was this big house that I had taken, uh, I think I took nine, ended up taking nine beaver out of it or something like that. And I had three different sets on it. And the one set produced every time, the other one produced maybe three quarters of the time, the others produced a third of the time. 
And I got to look at all of these openings. Well, I thought I had that, that Beaver House covered. You know, had three sets going on all the time. And I was I was targeting right into the lodge. Like I was using uh, tall stands that, and yeah. setting the uh, body grips right against the entrance of the lodge. I don't know if you've ever seen, but I used this flexible pipe to find the entrance to the, to the lodge. Okay. And so you get to set right tight up against the lodge. They can't get in or out without without uh, hitting you, unless the hole is a lot bigger than, than you know, your, your trap. And that's what I discovered. This beaver house actually has six entries. <laughs> and and on the one side, the side that was that was hitting all the time, was I'd actually hit the center ent- entrance in, in a in the space of, of twenty feet, you know, like in a half arc circumference around the speed house. There were three of these entrances, and I'd hit the center one, and it wasn't even the biggest one. You know, the biggest one was was the one uh, further to the left as you're as you're facing the, the beaver house. So it was fascinating to look at all this and. I learned some interesting things. Not very often do you get to see them right after the water leaves like that, yeah. and especially a very hi- highly active house like that. And one of the things that struck me instantly as, as, as so interesting was the fact that there is no mud in between those sticks underwater. Hmm. Yeah. And what is yeah. going on is their, their own current that they create as they, as they swim in and out washes the mud out from in between. Have you ever sat... On a, on a beaver house and you've, you, you've, uh, you're using a stand and you push down and, and it's like, it's springy, right? Yeah. It's springy. Well, what happens is, is you're, you're actually too close to the house. You need to step out a little bit and then you'll go down past that. That is the, the, uh, the lacing of willows and, and that that they built the house out of that, uh, was covered with mud until the water came up and now it's washed, it's washed open. And it's like, it's like, uh, uh, you know, a sunshade or an awning or whatever over, over top of their opening. And I got to see all of this, you know, like firsthand. Like yeah. The water had just gone. Not even weeds had grown up or anything, right? So the water had just gone, and it was so interesting to see. I was, you know, it only makes sense once you look at it, you know, the light comes on. It's like, you know, <laughs> some of these experts that I talk, about, I talk to you about, you know, about different stuff. And one of them, uh, the one wolf guy, you know, as soon as he says it, it's like instantly, yes, I understand it. But I would have never got there on my own. I just would don't have that that communication with the animal that, that that he had, and it was the same thing with with this this beaver thing. When I looked at it, it was instantly yes, I understood why I was having trouble. You know, you'd go down your hole with with the pipe, and you you could find the hole. Yeah. And yet, when you try to shove the stand down, the stand is now twelve inches wide or ten inches wide or whatever, and it would be hitting this this springy stuff, right? And you'd move it a little bit left. It wasn't just one. There was a bunch of them. And I, I couldn't understand what was going on. Well, now I understand. I get so visible. And it, it, it's fascinating. You're always learning. Yes. I think if sure. you ever wanted to become the best hunter out there, you should become a really good trapper first. You understand animals so much better because whether you're hunting or fishing, bow hunting, fly fishing, whatever, you have the advantage of distance. You know, you, you have, whether it's 30 yards or, or 300 yards, you have that advantage of distance. You don't have to get so close. But for trapping, I have to have that coyote or wolf or lynx put their foot on that two-inch circle where I want it, or I have to have them convince them to shove their head through that snare, uh, you know, or, or up to a body grip, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff. You have to have a conversation with the animal. And it, it, it's um, it's something that I'm understanding that I don't, do well is, is explain that kind of stuff because I, as I have more people come with me, they say, what are you doing there? Oh, yeah, oh, you don't even think about it a lot of times. Yeah, exactly. Do you, 
<laughs> if you ever watch any of my, uh, especially the Fisher Martin stuff, because we're always dealing with body grips, and they're either 120 or 160 Belial's, and, and I put them up in boxes, and there's reasons that they go in boxes. It's for it's for speed. It's for the, I can't I won't catch birds. That kind of stuff, right? Like birds are a big deal around here. So anyway, uh, you know, of course you got the, those two two springs, uh, and they have safeties on them, right? And a lot of people make a big deal about taking those springs off before they, they put it up in the box, and and uh, I just I can just pinch the the uh, the body grip right in there by using the springs against the sides of the plywood of the uh, plywood box, right? Mm-hmm. But I I can't tell you how many emails I get every every time a, a Fisher or a Martin show airs with says, oh I see you forgot to take the safeties off on that ha 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 you know I my hands do it without me even thinking about it and you know I, and I and I don't even realize I've done it anymore yeah. that's the, that's the kind of thing I, I I need I need somebody around who whose eyes can look at it differently than me and, and show me what it is that I'm doing that 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 is is unique because I'm. I just don't see it anymore. I mean, it's something we've always done, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what, what uh, instructors are good at. Um, uh, some of the best instructors can think uh, through the eyes of, of a person that, that hasn't done it before. Yeah, yeah. And for us, so much of it is, is muscle memory because you're doing, you know, yeah. you have a huge, I mean, any given day, I'll check 150 Martin and, and Fisher traps, you know? And so if it's, if it's bait day, where what you know that's once a, a month, um, up here our bait our meat will actually freeze dry. Yep. And you know that it's it, that it's froze froze dry when um, when the the pygmy shrews move into your box because they will eat it then because it's like like a wood to them or something, right? And it is cool. You you'd appreciate this as a biologist, but they can take a muskrat carcass and turn it into something you could put in the the Smithsonian. <laughs> it will clean it. That's good. <laughs> you don't eat any any of the bone, not even the fine ribs on, uh, not even those fine rib bones, but they eat all the meat. Huh. And so, at that point, once it's freeze dried, like that, it's lost a lot of its scent and it's lost uh, uh, a lot of attraction. Plus, you know, you they maybe ate most of it. So, so you go once a month. You get and that's over three months. You've got to go out and you've got to. Every one of those boxes, you have to drop the trap out of. You have to pull the screen out. You have to put get the meat out and put fresh meat in. You know, every two weeks you put fresh lure up in it. So you know, on and off that uh, the the machine, whether it's the Argo or the Snowmobile or whatever, you know, you make a lot of miles in a day. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot of work involved in, in so many of the trails that that uh, I have. You know, like. I like to keep my uh, my sets right next to. Uh, we have what I don't know if you have them on the main or not. They're called seismic lines. What it is is from oil exploration. So no, used we don't to have be that. that they were okay. Well, it used to be they they were a grid and they were they were straight. They were probably you know three four meters wide and and uh, and they would knock down all the trees and everything. And they would go through and they would lay down a three D seismic uh, uh, charge and and they they get a read back on what formations were below, all that kind of stuff, right? So we have all these seismic trails through the bush, and uh, I like to have my, my sets as close as I can to the to the edge so that you can just about stand on uh, in your machine and do it. But, but there's an advantage to taking a few steps off because uh, even if I park the, the machine on the far side of the trail, I have to walk across the trail over, you know, through that snow, I create this trail. Mm-hmm. And links, links follow my trails. And especially because they can smell 
the beaver meat or the lure or whatever's going on, you know, over on that set. And he'll walk in and he'll he'll walk right in my trail. Lynx cats are, are lazy, so they will they will follow whatever is packed. And so most of most of those trails all have blind snares on it for for lynx. So you gotta you know move the blind snare out of your way and, and then on the way back out you gotta reset it and you know, it's it's a really dizzy thing and, and and it seems like you know no big deal oh you smear a little bit of lure on it where you go well, a little bit longer than that yeah. <laughs> so every four days you're out there to do that and it takes you three days to cover everything you know and and uh, then you they, 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 you know on the night of the thir- third night you're back you head back home and then four days later you start it all over again. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Hope you enjoyed that segment with Rich. Now it's time for the Cots Bros Deal of the Week. 50% off Kyle Cots' book, Open Water Beaver Trapping Made Simple. You can use the code BVR50. That's BVR, as in beaver, 50 for 50% off the Open Water Beaver Trapping Made Simple book. This is a short, simple book that is absolutely a huge, huge resource if you want to learn more about open water beaver trapping. In fact, I have I learned about one thing in this book, and I've shared this with other trappers, and uh, it's just a very simple way to make this A-frame uh, set with 330s to, to set 330s and runs very simply with a couple of sticks and some wire. It is just an incredibly simple set, but I had absolutely no idea this thing existed or how to make it until I read Kyle's book. And then it was like a light bulb went off. and I was like, wow. You know, so to me, that idea was probably worth $100 for what I'm going to use it for in the future of, of my trapping career. But the book was... I don't know, $15 or something like that. I don't even know what it sells for right now, but you can get it for half price using the code BVR50 at cotsbros.com, K-A-A-T-Z-B-R-O-S. Check them out. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring the podcast, and thank you for tuning in. And until next time, keep on talking trapping, keep on thinking trapping, get ready for trapping season. We will catch you on the next episode. Thanks.